The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to it, and uh, we're here to go. We hope you are as well. 632 on a Tuesday. Lines are open. Sun is out. Skulls here, your host and always employment lawyer, Lior Samfiru from Samfiru to Markin LLP. You want to reach out now, do us a favor, do yourself a favor, and learn something. Don't sit in the dark not knowing your employment rights, your workplace rights. Grab that phone and get on air with us. we got a good solid half hour to, to get through some talking points with you. We have email, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Then there's a website that was built a few years ago, but it's current. It's awesome. It was uh, built to educate you, and it's free and anonymous, of course, called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We cover all things on the show, so there is no dumb questions, only good ones, and you're helping dozens of others, if not thousands, when you ask those questions on air. So uh, we invite you on the radio now to reach out to Lior beyond this half hour, one 855 821-5900. We're going to get to uh, all about being on probation. Again, there's a lot of misconception and misunderstanding with this topic. That's going to be covered in the next half hour. But first, brother, we always uh, start with the case of the day. What do you got cooking? Hey, John. Uh, employment law is what's cooking today for, mm-hmm. for a change. Uh, I know it's a shocker <laughs> there, but we're, we're here to talk about employment law because the issues don't end, the questions don't end, and there's always uh, uh, new things to discuss and, of course, problems to solve. And that is, to me, the key. I like to solve some problems. I like to tell you what you want to know. Maybe things your employer may not want you to know. Well, like I said, I don't really care, so I'll tell you. Uh, so if you have a question, an issue, a problem, your boss did something to you, or you're worried that something's coming, your job has changed, you lost your job, maybe you think they're kind of scheming, planning to let you go. What can you do about it? Should you do something about it? Well, call us right now with your question, and let's talk about that. Let's answer that question and tell you what you need to know so that uh, you don't have to wonder anymore. You don't have to stress out over it. I know it can be very stressful when things don't work out at work, when uh, things don't go the way they should. Mm -hmm. Well, no need to stress anymore. Uh, It starts by picking up the phone, and it can uh, continue by having a discussion with me privately. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. If you want to chat, phone, email, etc., it's all uh, there for you. Uh, case of the day, though, a situation that came across my desk. I spoke with a uh, gentleman who was let go from his job because of a restructuring after f- about five years of employment. Uh, nothing he did wrong. He was a, a salesperson that had both a salary uh, and commissions. So roughly his base salary is about 40000 with commissions. He made double that, so right around 80000 And uh, when he was let go, company said, hey, good news, we're going to pay you seven months severance. And he called me. He didn't think there's anything too wrong with that, but he called me and he wanted to know. First question was, is seven months enough for me? And, you know, my, my initial thought is probably more like eight months is what he's owed, but I thought it's not far off. But then I delved in uh, a bit deeper into the offer, and here's the thing, John. They offered him seven months of his base salary only. Right. Base salary only. The guy made 80000 with commissions, only 40 salary. They did not include his commissions. By the way, they also didn't include his benefits. Uh, and on that basis, that offer was terrible, terrible offer. Why? Because when it comes to your severance, your employer has to include all components of your compensation, everything. That means your salary, of course, commissions if you have them, bonus, benefits, car allowance if you have it, 
pension contributions, huge one. So everything that you would have received had you continued working, not just your base salary. Usually the company is not going to forget about your salary, but they may think that they don't need to include those other items. They do. They have to. It's the law. So we often talk on this show about how many months severance someone is owed. But let's not forget what's included in that. When we say 7, 8, 24 months, it's not salary only. It's everything, all components of your compensation. And if your employer doesn't provide that to you, well, they owe that to you. That could be a wrongful dismissal. Just like with this gentleman that I'm going to help resolve his issue. If that sounds familiar or if you're let go and all components of your compensation are not addressed, you call me right away. Zach, thanks for calling in tonight. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? Good. What's on your mind? Well, uh, my dad's license, uh, I'm calling on behalf of him, it got suspended due to a uh, disease that he has. And um, he's a truck driver, so he kind of needs that license. So when he called the company to tell him, oh, my license got suspended, they just said, okay. And nothing was really spoken of afterwards. So he doesn't know where he stands or what he should do. Um, what you know, he's curious on, is he going to get fired for this or laid off? He's just in a, uh, in a black space right now. So, uh, Zach, uh, Zach, do we know how long the license is going to be suspended for? Do we have any sense of that? Well, it's suspended. Uh, he has to go for some medical, uh, appointments and a new, uh, or redo his driving, uh, exam to see if he can get his license back. And that whole process takes, if he passes, it takes about a month. If he doesn't pass and he needs to do more tests, it could take six, seven, eight months. Wow, okay. So here's where this, how this works from a legal standpoint, and I'll tell you what I would recommend that your dad do. So if your your father can't do his job you know, for, for a while, I'm not talking about a few weeks, but if he can't do his job for months, you said six, seven months, that could result in what we call frustration of contract. What that means is his employer can end his employment and actually not have to pay you pay him anything. Why? Because he's just not able to do the job, not his fault, of course, but also not their fault. Just something happened, an intervening factor that makes it impossible for him to continue working. That doesn't apply if it's a short period of time. If within a few weeks he's able to get his license back, not, not a problem. They have to take him back at that point. So... What I recommend is this. Uh, he already told him, but I'd, I'd like for him to follow up with an email or text message, maybe even send it on his behalf if he needs help with that, uh, saying that uh, he's hoping to get his license back again soon. He'll let them know and, and uh, uh, just make it clear that he's expecting or he's hoping or he's going to be trying at least to get his license back very soon. Because I don't want them to say, oh, you told us you lost your license. We assumed you lost it forever. So it's important that he say right now that he hopes to get it back soon. If he gets it back soon, he tells them. Uh, and if they won't let him back to work, he calls me and I'll help him get it resolved. So that's the best case scenario. If it ends up being months and months, unfortunately at that point he's in the company's hands. Okay. So right now, tell him that he's hoping to get it back soon and hopefully that's exactly what happens. So in the meantime, what does he do about uh, compensation? Because they're not paying him right now. Does he just stay stagnant or...? Yeah, he can uh, he can apply for EI, 
Okay. Uh, they won't pay him, right? Because he's not working. He can apply for EI. Uh, but that's the only thing that he would be able to get in terms of compensation. And hopefully, again, that's not for long. Hopefully, he'll be able to pass the required test and get driving again very soon. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate that. And to reach out uh, again beyond the half hour of the show uh, for your dad, one 821 Take a short break. Get right back into it, talking about probation. That chat's coming up as we continue the Tuesday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back indeed. Yeah, that phone number is active. We are ready to go if you want to pick up a line and use it. We're just getting our first, uh, second, and third calls lined up here, but lots of room for you as well. Come on in. Water's warm, right? So we'll get into this in the meantime before we get our calls ready. All about being on probation. I mean, basic question right off the top, Lior. What does it mean to be on probation? So we're talking, of course, about probation in the context of work, not probation if you did something bad and you get arrested. That's a different type of probation. Well, the probation <laughs> we're talking about is the period of time uh, that an employer has to determine if the employee is a good fit within the organization, if the employee can do the job required of them, uh, and if the employee is, uh, is what the employer expected them. And they have a period of time to assess that or they can at least contract for a period of time to give themselves that time. And the idea behind probation is that if it's determined in good faith, of course, that the employer, uh, if the employer determines in good faith that the employee is not the right fit, then there should be only minimal consequences to letting the employee go. The employer would have flexibility to let the employee go in that situation. But there's a lot of misconceptions about uh, probation and what it actually means and who is and who isn't on probation. That's what we want to talk about on this segment. It's not as simple as saying, hey, I started a job, therefore I'm on probation. It doesn't work that way, John. And with that, we'll get to another call. Again, you still got lots of time, right? 416-870-6400. Susan, thank you for taking the time. How are you? Hi, I'm okay. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's on your mind? Um, so I work for a company where I have a group benefits plan that I pay for um, part of the I, I pay for it um, out of each paycheck. It covers dental, medical, um, eyeglasses, vision, that sort of thing. Um, just found out today that our company has been sold. The um, letter that I received say that my um, employment uh, or my benefits are going to end in four days. Uh, are you going to be continue working with the buyer? Yes, I am. So they've made you an offer. Uh, have yeah. you accepted that offer? I have not. And I think part of the letter said something like, by accepting this offer, you're also accepting that your benefits will be terminated. Okay. And uh, other than your benefits, the, the offer from the buyer... Does it change anything else, your job, your pay, your vacation, anything like that? It doesn't, but it's really vague. It says um, everything will continue as it currently is, um, but there's actually no details. Okay. Uh, Now, in terms of the benefits, last question here. Obviously, you use benefits, we all do, but... Is there something that you use, let's say, more than usual? Maybe you have a medical condition that you require speci- spe- a special medication for or treatment for. Anything like that for you? 
Um, there are prescriptions that I rely on monthly. Okay. So here's where I come on this. Uh, it's a it's a big change to go from no benefits, sorry, from, from a benefit plan, I'm sorry, to no benefits, especially when you're kind of a, a regular user of the, uh, the benefits. It is a big, big change. So here's what this means. If you ultimately don't accept this offer uh, with the buyer, then you would be entitled to your full severance because of the fact that the offer that they made you with no benefits is significantly different than the terms that you had with the previous company. So let's break this down a bit. How long have you worked for the for the company for? 21 years. 21 years. And, and how old are you, Susan, and, and what kind of a job were you doing? I'm 57 and I'm a dental hygienist. Okay, so you'd be looking at right around 18 months of severance. That's what severance would look like for you uh, potentially in this situation. So ultimately, uh, what you would have to decide is what's better for you. But before you make that decision, given the fact that's a lot at stake for you, it's your job and it's potentially 18 months pay, I want you to speak to me off air. I want to understand a bit more about uh, your current plan, exactly what's included and what's not. Not every plan is the same, of course. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to whether or not eliminating the benefits is a big change from what you had. And to me, it absolutely is. So that would allow you to say no and still get your severance. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It does. I guess my question was, even if it's a plan that I like opted into myself, that I pay for myself. Correct. Um, e yeah. Even okay. still. Yeah, because you, you couldn't get that same plan on your own. If you decide to go and buy a plan right. from an insurance company, you, you could never get that. Not that plan at that price. So you only get that as part of a group plan. So absolutely, uh, even if it's one that you pay for yourself. Okay. Thanks, Susan. Appreciate that. Any more uh, questions to follow up? You can always uh, ask those uh, later on. one 821 5900 Help at More calls on the way talking about probation. It's a great topic. So a lot of people are of uh, the understanding that uh, regardless of how many times they've started a new job, Lior, they're uh, automatically put on uh, probation. Is that true? So most people believe, I think, and a lot of employers do, that, well, if mm -hmm. you start a job, you're automatically on probation for the first number of months. No, not at all. Probation is not automatic. Just because you start on a new job does not mean you're on probation. In order for you to be on probation, that probationary period has to be created in an employment agreement. In other words, the only time you're actually on probation if you start a job is if you sign an employment agreement that says you are on probation when you start, if it says that and you accepted it, you, you, you signed it, then you are. But if your employment agreement does not say that, and not everyone does, or you never signed an employment agreement, you start a job on a handshake, then guess what? You are not on probation, meaning even if you're let go in the first month, you're still going to be owed severance, and that severance could be substantial. So it's very important that that probationary period really comes down to whether or not you're owed something when you're let go. And yes, you're going to be owed something even in the first month, two, three, as long as you didn't sign an agreement that says you are on probation. Grab another call. I got uh, Ricardo standing by. Hey, Ricardo, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing? I have a question. Sure. I worked for a company last 23 years still working. And the first eight years, I never got a raise. Plus, uh, after after that eight years, two, three years after, 
another year, I out of 23 years, nine years, I never got raised. Where other people got uh, that time. But there are like, not the same company, but the same company got switched over one time or two times, I believe. Uh, I'm still working. Do I have a, like, say, any way I can get this money back? Or is there a case I have that human rights violation, anything like that? So there's no legal obligation to provide a raise. There's business reasons and there's, you know, other ethical reasons, but there's no legal obligation to provide a raise. The only time you would have a case is if the reason they didn't give you a raise, but they gave someone else a raise, it's because of a discriminatory reason. So if they didn't give you a raise because of your age or your ethnicity or disability, then that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. But if they didn't give you a raise because they're cheap, as an example, well, then, then no, that's that's not nice. It's not fair, but it's also not illegal. Does that make sense, Ricardo? Yeah, this is a huge company, like a chain, big chain company. Uh, yep. if, if everybody else getting a raise, and I did not get raised for nine years out of twenty-three years, isn't that some sort of? I know they. Well, don't wh- wh- why, why do you think you didn't get a raise and they did? I asked the other people. In fact, during that time, there was a lady going on maternity leave. She won't give a raise, extra raise, because she can get more EI. And I didn't ask. She told us that. And I asked other technicians. They said they got raised. So, again, the only time it would be a human rights violation is if they didn't give it to you because of, again, race or age or disability, things like that. But if they said, hey, we... Uh, we, we like those other guys better, or uh, they asked and, and Ricardo didn't ask, so we're not going to give him a raise. That's not fair, but it's not illegal. So it's only illegal if it's a discrimin if it's discrimination. That's the only time it would be illegal. Appreciate the call, Ricardo. And in between that, we were talking about probation. Okay, it's not automatic. It is a creature of a uh, of an employment agreement. Off the outset, you're not automatically on probation. How long can that be? I mean, the average is three months, but how long can it be? So the, the reality is that a probationary period that's longer than three months is meaningless. And the reason for that is that you can't have a term that says you can be let go with no severance if that term is longer than three months. In other words, you can only have a three-month period during which you can let someone go without any compensation. That's it. So if it says you're on probation for the first four months or five or six, well, after three months, it doesn't matter anymore. You're not on probation. So for all intents and purposes, probation cannot last more than three months. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that if the employer says you're on probation for five months that they're breaking the law. It just means they're not doing anything. It's just a waste of time for them to even say that because you're not. So three months, 90 days, that's what probation can be. And as far as that's concerned, I mean, if, if you're let go while you're on probation, is there, is there a scenario where you're owed severance? So first of all, for you not to get uh, severance, it would have to say, number one, you're on probation. The employment agreement would have to say, number one, you're on probation. And number two, we can let you go during that period without paying you anything. It's not enough for it to say that you're on probation. So if it just says on probation, full stop, yeah, you're still owed severance. But if it says you're on probation and we don't have to pay you anything if we let you go, then yes, at that point, the employer can let you go without any compensation, without any severance. But remember what I said. If you just started a job, you never signed an employment agreement that says you're on probation, you just started a job, even if you're let go after a month or two or three, you could be owed several months severance. 
So yes, after a month, you could get three months severance even. The, the length of severance can be more than the length of employment. So remember that and don't assume you are on probation and don't assume that just because you work for a short period of time, you're not going to get paid. That's not the case at all. Let's grab another call. Camilla, thank you for standing by. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. What's on your mind? Okay, so uh, we're a small business. I'm an employer. I have this employee. We were expecting him back in January. Uh, but he hasn't showed up. Uh, he said he was sick. He said he'll let us know. Uh, months pass, months pass. And now uh, now he wants to come back. He's saying he's entitled to come back, but we've kind of moved on. And we don't really require him anymore. So like, what's his right? Is he entitled to come back? Uh, he wants to know. So do we. So he was supposed to come back in January. Uh, yeah, he, he, he said he was sick and, and that he'll give you information. Did you follow up with him at any time? Yeah, there were quite a few times. Oh, are you coming back? Oh, I'm still sick. Are you coming back? I'm still sick kind of thing. Right. No, no. But what I mean is, okay, are you coming back? I'm sick. But did you say, well, we need something from a doctor? Did you ever ask for anything like that? Yeah. And he says he has some uh, information or some documents. But when when he wasn't coming back and you were expecting him at that point, they say, "Well, wait a second, you're 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 not coming back. For us to allow you to stay off, we need something from a doctor." Did you ever request anything like that? No, because uh, we just thought he was going to come back sooner rather than later, and uh, he just says he ha he has it, so we believe him that he has it. But no, we okay. did not actually see so, a document. So you you didn't have to to kind of wait. You could have said. We need a doctor's note, or we can't hold your job. And at that point, if he didn't provide a doctor's note, then you'd, you'd be able to say sorry, goodbye. But unfortunately for you, and I think in this situation, is because you allowed him to stay off. You never told him unless you do something, you're gone. It was perfectly reasonable for him to believe that they're okay with this. I'm sick. Uh, so as long as he can provide you with the doctor's note now that says that he uh, that he was sick, well. You have to try to find him a job. If you really can't, then you have to pay him severance. Uh, so, whereas it doesn't matter. Uh, how long did he work for you? Just over two years. So you could be looking potentially, depending on his job and age, at potentially three months severance that you would owe him, even potentially more. Uh, and but that's only after you number one ask for the doctor's note, and if he does provide you one go through an exercise of seeing if there is a job available. If there really isn't and you've looked, then you have to pay him severance. doesn't matter small business, big business. You'd still probably owe him right around three months severance. I see. Okay. Well, that, that pretty much explains it. Okay. okay. Thanks, Camilla. Thanks, Camilla. Appreciate it, pal. Again, that's the uh, that's the whole due diligence thing, right, Lior? Get on top of it when you have these types of employees, and if they're off for you know a long period of time, keep on top of them. Get that doctor's note, right? You got to get some protection. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you you don't have any control, and they can knock on the door at any point. So yes, you you can ask for a doctor's note if the employee is going to be off, and if they don't provide it, yeah, that's a problem for sure. And if you're an employee, you always want to keep checking in with the employer. Maybe not every day or every week, but if you're going to be off for an extended period of time, you've got to keep that contact as well, right? I always say if you're going to be off for an extended period of time, every few weeks send them a note saying, hey, I'm still here, still working and getting better. We'll give yeah. you an update when I have it so they don't forget about you so that they know you're trying to come back to work.
Thank you guys so much for your phone calls, emails, etc. We didn't get to some emails, but we might uh, tomorrow night. We're back here at 6.30. In the meantime, you can always reach out to Lior, right, and his team, one 821 5900 for your own private lengthy conversation, one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca for the email and the website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow, 6.30, here on the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.